We made it! <laughs> this has been a long time coming. For years, you've seen those little gold nugget videos on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube Shorts, on Facebook. And you've seen these little episodes at 10, 15 second, 30 second, 45 second episodes of these random thoughts that I have, either when I'm driving or going for a walk or just whatever random part of my day that I'm a part of that I just have to get this thought out, right? We collect it now into a wonderful little community and we're going to put it on a podcast. So without further ado... Welcome to the first official ever episode of the Foodie for Thought podcast. My name, your host, is Kung Foodie, otherwise known in the streets as James Foodie. <laughs> so this has been, like I said, it's been a long time coming. And basically how this started was I've literally been bullied to do this. I, I've, I've had people in comments. I've had people in my DMs. I've had people coming up to me in the mall of just if I'm talking to a friend or somebody, they hear my voice and they'll tell me like, look, dude, I don't know what you, you got a voice for it though. Just, just do it. Okay. And that's not to toot my own horn. I'm just telling you how, you know, in all the areas where I've walked that I've been bullied. So here we are to start it. And obviously this has been something that I've wanted for a while too. I just needed the, I needed the organization, the vision of it. Right. And we finally sat down and I disciplined myself to be able to say, all right, well, I guess now is time. So if you are joining me, if you are taking any time of your day to be with me here, thank you. If you've been a part of my life to push me, bully me, or just encourage me to get to do something with my life that I genuinely love doing, which is sharing perspective and spending quality time with like-minded and open-minded people, genuinely thank you. Because I am not somebody who believes in somebody is a self-made person. Whether you're a self-made man or a woman, I do not believe in that. Life is, a, this is all a team effort. Whether this goes into some very special direction or not, doesn't matter because you helped me to just get to do something that I love to do. And that's just spending time, like I said, with quality people, like-minded people, open-minded people, right? So thank you from the bottom of my heart if you have anything, if you've had anything to do with this, right? So let's get into some groundwork about this because I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, Kung Foodie, are you just going to just throw some random thoughts out there and just make it a, just a, an odd collection of all these random thoughts? No, you silly willy. We're going to make this a real thing. We're going to make this organized. We are going to make this educational. We're going to make this entertaining. But with that, we need some ground rules and some structure to go along with that. So let me give you some groundwork so that you know what to expect anytime that you come and spend a part of your day with me here on this podcast. Ground rule number one. Do you got a problem with what I said? Take it up with my boss. And you want to know why that's funny? Because I'm self-employed. So take it up with my boss. I can't get fired. Groundwork number two. <laughs> like I said, this is for fun. I want this to just be fun, open, and deep discussions. With people, like I said, who are like-minded and who are open-minded. Because, and I, and I keep going back to that term, because I think in order to be a somebody who thinks and philosophizes, it takes risk in order to be a thinker. 
I have to be able to put something out there with the risk of sounding like a jerk or the risk of sounding wrong or not perceived well, not presented well, right? So with that said, I want you to jump into the comments. I want you to partake in this. We can make a little something out of this. If you have a thought to add on or maybe change and add another perspective to make it even better, well, then everybody's winning. I'm not, I'm a competitive person in some areas of life, but I'm not that competitive to the part where I want you to win too. I want you to have your spotlight too. So if you even see it like that, an area to show and express your thoughts, I want you to do that because that goes back to the part where I'm getting out of this too, personally, is sharing time with quality, like-minded or open-minded people or somebody that has to offer something new. That's a whole part of the fun in this growth of all this life that we entail. It's just this growth and exchange back and forth of this energy. So if you have anything that you want to share and partake in, by all means, you are fully invited to do so. Just keep it respectful. That's all I ask. I think that's pretty, I think that's a fair thing to say, right? Ground rule number three. We're going to talk about a lot of topics, but each episode, I'm going to do my best to keep it within a certain theme. And as a matter of fact, this entire podcast platform that we're doing is going to be centralized around something that is very near and dear to my heart. That has been a buildup of years, spending time driving alone in my car, spending time alone, spending time with quality, like-minded people or people who I see are better than me in other areas of life that I feel have something to offer, right? And something to share. And even if it hurts my ego, if that's required of growth. So while we're talking about a lot of different topics, one day we might talk about music. You all know me. If you don't know me, I'm very, I'm very heavy involved in the fitness industry and the martial arts industry. But other than that, there's so many things to life that we can take from. And we're going to get to that in a little bit. But let me just say the last ground rule, and which really isn't a, a ground rule, but it's just something that I would like to say once again. I'd like to thank you in advance for any time that you take out of your day to spend with me to do this. Because that means if you're open and receptive to something that I can share with, and that means, that means a lot to me. It, this is genuinely, and I'll, I'll say this three times, this is genuinely my favorite thing to do in life, is share perspective with others, exchange this energy back and forth so that we can grow as people, that we can grow as humans, Come closer to what, whatever you call universe, God, Allah, whatever you call it. We're, we all speak the same language. I call him God. Let me just say that as my fifth ground rule, actually. Anytime we're in this deep conversation, and maybe it might, because it's going to get spiritual and it's going to get serious a lot of the time, obviously. Sometimes you might just not be ready for it, but that's okay because you're here with me and we're doing it together. So how about that? Going back to that though. I just, what you might call universe, I call God. What you might call source, Allah, vibes, energy, whatever you call that, I just call it God. Here though, you can count on whatever we all call it together. We're referring to the same thing, just speaking in another word, another term, okay? You, your term is respected here, okay? We all speak the same language. It's just different terminologies. Truce, deal. Lovely. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, I'm extending my hand out for truce and for a deal, okay? So, 
we'll call that our fifth ground rule. But thank you genuinely from the bottom of my heart for taking any time out of your day to spend with me here. We are going to have a lot of fun together. And with that said, I would like you to grab your nearest cup of coffee, your nearest cup of tea, pre-workout, because you might even need that, all right? Because guys, gals, look, okay, we're let's get real. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry. We're going to ugly cry, as a matter of fact. We're going to be like those two drunk chicks in a bar when they just randomly meet each other in the bathroom they've never met before, but then they start spewing each other's life story to each other, and now they've just had this emotional bonding where they're just sobbing and tearing, and then they laugh it off at the end, and they go back, and they feel all better. We might have that exchange. I don't know, but whether or not we do or not, what matters most is we do it together. We do it with a smile on our face. Eh, sometimes a sad face, whatever you got to do to keep yourself happy, okay? But we, everybody's a little messed up. And as long as we see eye to eye, then I'm happy. Cool? Cool. Let's get started with that said, because guys, gals, ladies and gentlemen, today we have something serious to talk about. We're going to start this off, actually, with a four-part series. This first episode, along with the next three episodes, we're going to come along into a series of this, because I believe... If you are on a self-journey of, of inner, we'll call it of inner discovery, inner healing, inner, inner realizations, if we are on that same path, I believe we have one thing in common. All of us have one thing in common, no matter what one of those paths you're on, and that's adversity. Without adversity, we can't grow. And if you're anybody with any level of depth, whether small, micro, or big, and have lots of wisdom, you know that adversity is what helps us to grow as people. And actually, as a matter of fact, I'd like to think that God is found inside of adversity. And the reason I say that is because that's what leads us to answers within. That's what leads us to connecting with yourselves, connecting with everybody around you. Because all adversity is, if you think about it the right way, and you put it into perspective, it's nothing but an opportunity. It's nothing, it's nothing more than that. As a matter of fact, God speaks to us through adversity, not only just so that we can connect with each other and ourselves, but we can connect with Him. Because when we're tapped in, that's when we can start to live more in a purpose, and a big thing that you're going to see around here is that it's not about necessarily finding out what our purpose is, but it's purpose is something that we walk inside of. Oh, y'all ain't ready for this one. But purpose is something not that we just, like I said, it's not something that we find. I can't go outside of myself and just look around constantly looking for something new to be going through, something new to be trying out. And yes, that's a very practical thing in life because to find a passion to find something that you're passionate about takes a lot of trying. It actually does take that external to go look outside of yourself. But everything starts from within, right? There's that very mutual exchange back and forth of God is found inside of us and outside of us. We have answers inside of us and outside of us. I can't know everything. I'm not my own God. I'm not my own God. I don't have all the answers, although the answers were installed inside of me before birth when I came down here from heaven. It's going to get real in here, people. You just got to get ready. But here's the thing, okay? What happens when the things that you identify by, 
the things that you found purpose in, your passions, that dream job, your family, a certain role inside of your life, what happens when that's stripped away from you? What happens when the things that you love the most or the thing that you love the most, what happens when that's stripped from you? Who are you? And this is something that I've had to come to terms with and I've had to find out for myself. And I've had to look for outside things that are outside of me that I trust and am vulnerable to and that, that I can listen to. Because although, I'd, like I said, I do have the answers inside of myself, I can't have everything. But this is where our story begins. Because my personal message, if anybody who's on a self-journey, they have a very central message that they keep coming back to. Lessons don't leave up until they're learned, guys. Gals, lessons are not learned until, lessons will not go away until they are learned. That is a very big central principle of life. And like I said, that's where our story begins here. It started for me personally in college, around that college time, that midway through college time. Now, it's funny because everybody's college experience is different. If you went to college, not everybody went. So a lot of people just jumped right into life. Whether you were in the military, thank you. Whether you went to trade school, whether you went right into business or working for any business, family business, whatever. But my college experience, going back to that, was not very fun. A lot of it was just pure misery. A lot of it, and it's so funny because I'm somebody, I'm somebody who's on the external and on the surface, such a happy person. I'm very animated. What you see is what you get. And obviously, I'm not like this all the time, but when, especially when I'm with people, I just get excited. I'm a very extroverted person in that regard. As much as I like my time to myself because I get to go into the internal room, the room. You're going to hear that in another podcast, by the way. But I like to go in here because, in my, in my own times, because I can, I can see through the clouds. I can, I, can, I can settle myself down to see through the clouds so that I can find clarity, listen to the answers that I'm trying to take in. And that I can, I can just, because we all have this whirlwind of life for it to just settle for a moment so that I can just see through it and I can be able to make decisions for myself that I can go through. Right. But college for me was really difficult. I had a really, really hard time because about halfway through, I went through some really dark periods and it got dark and I didn't express it to a lot of people, a lot of people and only a few people who know me really well, especially during that time period, know that I have not always been a very happy person. And it's not from me putting up a front or anything. It's just, I didn't like to always put my problems on other people, right? And I think you can relate to that, right? At the same time, all in that midtime of college, where I was a full-time student, not knowing where I wanted to go in my life, not knowing what I wanted to do and having a direction, Obviously, like I told you, fitness and martial arts has always been a very big part of my life, but I've been trying in that time frame, those early 20s, that molding phase of not becoming a kid anymore, where you're becoming an adult and you're trying things and making decisions and sometimes blindly just to figure something out in your life, right? It could be really difficult. While I was a full-time student and in a really... This, this, this life where this area of my life where I just had very little direction of where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. 
I was working three jobs. All were very physically demanding. I was doing landscaping work and contracting work with my dad, helping him out. I, w I was a martial arts instructor and on top of training in the martial arts, you know, pretty darn often throughout the week. If I wasn't at the academy, I was working out at home or I was working out in my college. You know, I was, I was, you know, I was competing during that time and I was, there was a lot of, there was a lot of really big physical demands, right? I lost in that time frame. I lost, I lost a very near and dear group of friends of mine and I lost actually the majority of my friends. There was a couple that I had gotten to stay with. But over a long period of time, you lose people that are very meaningful to you, right? I had a car that had over 300,000 miles on it with no working AC or heat. So while I'm, <laughs> while I'm driving, and I can, you can always laugh about it now, right? But while I'm driving in the dead of winter, the, the day it actually turned off, my heat turned off, was the coldest day in February where it dropped down to four degrees in the morning. And I live in the tri-state area for anybody who knows. There's lots of people around the world that live in a lot colder and worse you know, conditions. But look, if you live in the Northeast, if you live in the tri-state area, you got to be tough because you experience a lot of extremes of weather, right? But on the coldest day where my car had about 250,000 miles on it at that point, my AC and my heat broke. And it happened on a day where I didn't, I didn't bring too much with me because I was just going to be inside the most of the day. I forgot my heavy jacket at home. So funny how that works, right? So for over, over three years where I had this car and I'm just making enough money to pay the bills, right? Uh... During the summer, even while I was working as a uh, a sports director at a in a summer camp, one of my favorite summer camps, favorite pastimes. Which, if you know me in that summer camp, that was just that was almost a fever dream for anybody. <laughs> it was just was such a wonderful place to work. But gosh, what a fever dream that was! Oh, for another episode. <laughs> But during this time where I had, I had this car that was just breaking down little by little that was a hand-me-down from my dad, right? And I, I, had, I was having failed relationship after failed relationship with people, whether it was friends or significant others. And I just had such little finances to my name. I barely had any money from all the money. Like I said, I was just putting it towards the bills. And it was a part in my, you know, that family history of mine, which, you know, knock on wood, God bless now that we're in a much better situation. All of us are, right? But in that time where we have little money, now it's, it becomes a real problem. Guys, cash is oxygen for life. I don't know what viewpoint you have on, on money, but you need money to live. Cash is oxygen for you to live. It happens to be, you know, you need to get the food on the table, right? During this time, I also suffered from Lyme's disease. I had Lyme's disease when I was a kid, but I kept having it in waves come back to me. So while I'm, I'm training, uh, like while I'm training a lot of hours during the week, and I'm going, I'm going all over the place, driving where I'll feel stiff from my training, right? And my, and my contracting work that I was doing, and even as I was eating. And my, I was starting to get on, you know, whether I was getting on medication or not, just to see if it would help. But anybody who has Lyme's disease just knows it is hard. You are, it's a different kind of achy. It's a different kind of lethargicness. There is a, it is, there is, there is a really painful side to it, you know? And while all this was going on and... And lots of lots of other things, small and big, and all of this that was happening. While I was also in the midst of a failed relationship, too, I lost, and I had to step away from 
the one thing near and dear to my heart that I identified myself since I was six years old. I had to walk away from the one thing that was holding me together, the one thing that my mental health was keeping me at bay, the one thing that I was trying to rely on, I had to walk away from because even that was becoming too toxic. And that was the martial arts training for me. Growing up, training part-time and full-time and, and going to compete and teaching, so much teaching because I love teaching and coaching so much. It doesn't matter what area of life I'm in. If I'm teaching and coaching, I am just a happy person. And whatever regard that that is, small or big, right? The one thing that held me together that I identified myself by for my entire life, I had to walk away from. Because not only... It wasn't just the art itself, but it was the relationships with that academy and that coach in particular. And I wouldn't even say necessarily it was on all on him because obviously there's that, you know, there's that mutual exchange of I offer this, you offer this. But there was a theme amongst all of this. When I left the martial arts and I was starting to work at another job and another gym a couple of months later because I took some time off just to try to settle myself and just process what just happened and the decision that I just made. It was a really, really hard thing to do. And even a month after that, and trigger warning for anybody who also, and I will say that for any, and will be considerate for anybody that that also struggles with this, but... When you're in that dark of an area, you wonder if all of this is even worth living. And you even you wonder to yourself, what if I what what if I could just go away tomorrow and everything were to just go away and I no longer have any problems? I'll just keep it right there. I think you pick up what I'm putting down, right? I was starting to consider it. And it was starting to get bad and I didn't really tell anybody, which was the problem. If you are struggling, side note, if you are struggling, say something. I said something to very few people and I just had to push on. Even some people who I told laughed at me. Some people who I told that I was trying to express this one problem with or (laughs) the multitude of problems that I was having. But this one where I was just thinking of what's all this all even worth it for? What am I even here for? I was laughed at. And I was pointed at. And where I wasn't even listening be like, oh, okay, that's cool. Anyway. When you don't really have a lot of people around you and you spend a lot of time alone, like I said. I would, there's hours a day where I was spending alone. Whether driving or just at home. Or just because I was losing a sense of purpose in my life. When you leave... Something that you identify by or something that you identify by leaves you, whether that's a role. And let's be real, whether you're a parent, whether you're, you just, a job fired you, that was the dream job, a partner that had just left you that you identified so much by and spent so much of your time and energy into giving to, to try to receive back from everything else. It's just, what else is new? What, what else can happen? And it gets so dark and lonely when you're just encapsulated by just darkness all around you. You start to question yourself. What is the point of even attempting to look for a light? I can't even see a glimmer. 
if you're looking up at the sky at night and can't even, and it's a cloudy night, or if you're just in a, a pretty lit area, like near the city or something, where you don't get, where you just get a lot of that overhead light in the sky, you know what I mean? You can't even pick out a star by staring at it long enough. It's just your whole life is encapsulated by darkness. And it can get really serious. And by the way, just so we are all on the same page, everybody's struggle is different. We all go through struggle different. What might be hard for you might be extremely hard for somebody else. And you don't know how they grow up. So don't even try to put your own patent on somebody else's pain or on pain in general. Don't put your patent on pain. Just because something you went through wasn't maybe, oh, suck it up. Why? Well, suck it up. Just because you're dismissing somebody's emotions doesn't mean that it's not affecting them. You don't know how they spend alone. Oh, huh, get over it walks away well you think you really think that helped now they have to go try to process that alone everybody's struggle is different mine happened to go pretty deep and i'm a pretty disciplined person i have a very big dis drive i'm sorry for life okay and i'm a very passionate human being okay and i fought my way i crawled at times okay i was crawling step by step Okay, and it takes a lot of guts and bravery and just forward faith. Faith can faith has the power to move mountains. When you are in such an area of your life where you're not knowing where to go, faith can move mountains. Whether small, whether it's small or big, it can move mountains. But I digress. So while I'm trying to figure out my purpose purpose in life again and while I'm trying to figure out where am I going to stand on my feet and I was working at a gym in about seven different departments in one time just because I just just I knew I could work hard if anything if I didn't know any answers now I knew I could work hard and I wasn't getting paid a lot there either I was getting enough to pay the bills and you know maybe go out to spend time with some friends every now and again but in terms of anything more I didn't, I didn't have any money to my name and we all go through that you know where, where you're at rock bottom and and I, there's times where it's just, it's gotten even worse than that. And obviously, we, I'm just painting the overall picture. You can't see all the finer details of it. And I know you struggle, have, you have those struggles too, right? You've, if we all have one thing in common, that's adversity. I am here to tell you, that is how God speaks to you. That is how the universe speaks to you. That is actually, that is how you connect with yourself more. I'm not going to get too ahead of myself because I'm going to save a nice nuke bomb for you in a little bit. But let me just start here, okay? While I'm trying to find all of this, and I'm trying to find my purpose in life again, and I'm going through this job, and it ended up being a job that I just hated going to. And it never is usually the job itself or the thing itself. It's the people that you're with. Not everybody, but you have a boss, you'll know what I'm talking about. They just make your life hell. If you have somebody in your life, it could be whether they're close, look closely to the people around you. They could be a part of the problem. Okay, let me just put that out there for you. But other people, whether in your job or wherever, they can just make your life hell. I was going through just more, whether it was friendship, professional relationship, or, or relationships. I was spending so much time trying to just find the inner validation in other people. 
and we all know that saying, whether you heard it before, hurt people, hurt people. You don't know whether you're hurt. You're not doing it on purpose. It might be intentional, but I don't know why I'm doing something. My battle after going through therapy too over the last year and after going through a lot of self-reflection, pushing myself, now, especially now that I work for myself, right? takes a lot of digging to get to. It takes a lot of honesty with yourself. And I'm not even going to say brutal honesty. Sometimes it can be brutal, of course, because a part of it is taking apart your ego just so that you could see what answers that you need to hear, right? The death of the ego, as they call it, right? But when you go through one dark phase, right into yet another dark phase, you start to think of yourself, you start to just see yourself as alone, who else can just understand my struggles? And it gets hard because I was trying so hard to also get back into the martial arts. I took a four-year hiatus. And it took me a little while. But after that four-year hiatus where I started again with my now instructor, which God bless him for being such an incredible human being, right? And I haven't been seeing him so much now through my own business and some personal things that I've had to sort out in my mind, like I said. A year ago, almost a year ago today, I found out that I had had an identity crisis. But it didn't just start with that event where all of that hardship was taking place in itself. And then I had to leave the martial arts. So my identity was just broken. Purpose for me was just broken. It didn't just start then. I had to go back farther than that. I had to go deeper than that. Because you can't just look at something for the problem for what it is. The train crash, the car crash happened before the crash happened itself. It happened before then and then it just manifested into a crash. So after all this time of being codependent on relationships and people, on, on, on coaches, on friendships on things, on passions, on dream jobs, on find, trying to find a purpose. After I've been stripped away from all of this, what do I have? Who am I? And after a while of just sitting myself down, putting some puzzle pieces together over time, like I said, spending time in my car, spending time alone, when you're in the room separate from everybody else it's there's this long dark hallway and at the end you see this room for yourself right and you have to go into that room because there's times not everybody can help you and that was my problem you can only be codependent for so long on other people and other things to try to validate you before you have to say to yourself one day enough is enough that i am gonna i am gonna force myself it's gonna hurt I'm going to cry and I'm going to pout and I'm going to kick and I'm going to scream and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get mad, but that's okay. Cause I'm going to do it anyway. It might hurt while I'm doing it. I might be mad while I'm doing it, but I'm going to do it mad. I need to discipline myself to be able to say to myself, look, I'm not going to put up with this codependency anymore. I'm, I am going to be the person who's responsible for this. I am going to take ownership for my life and my problems, and I am going to look for the answers on my own. Sure, a couple of great pieces and people of company along the way, 
I'm going to make sure I'm going to try my best to not go over the edge. That's a very fine line, a very hard line to draw. But I'm going to go into this room because not ever I need to solve problems that not everybody can. And it's a spiritual journey that I had to go through. I had to go into the room, slam it shut, lock it behind me, and I just had to sit down. There's a light over my head. There's just, it's a dark room with a table and a mirror across from you. And obviously this is imagery that I'm describing to you. But you're going to sit down, you're going to look yourself in the mirror, and you're going to look at yourself. You're going to start to talk. You're going to start to be very open and honest with yourself. And you're going to start to figure out some answers, and I'm going to come out of the room when I'm ready. You have to go into that hermit mode, as some people call it. That when I'm ready to come back out, I'm going to let you know. But I'm going to do my best to not overdo it. And if a couple of people that I just know who are healthy are in my ear that I can just rely on to make sure, that takes a lot of trust, a lot of vulnerability, even in times where you got to do things alone. But it could be really lonely. If everything is stripped away from you, And you are forced to find these answers that you can't rely on anybody else but other than yourself to figure out because it's not anybody's job to do so for you. Who are you? Years ago, while I was in this dark area, I heard this word. It was the first time I ever heard it. I don't know why it rang to me. I don't know why, but it just... I put it on the side burner and it was the word resilience. It was such a cool word. It sounded like such a, a strong word. And I looked it up and it's the ability to bounce back. We're going to go further than that though. Resilience is a spiritual armor, a mental armor, a physical, a physical armor. Even if not just like regular, like a coat of armor to be able to get hit, take it back. Get hit, look back up, spit your tooth out, spit the blood out, go back, do it again. You might have knocked me down for the count, but I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to stand right back up. It might take me a little bit, but I'm going to stand back up. Resilience is a word of not only just strength, it's a word of light. And I believe that when, like I said earlier, God speaks to us through certain things. Your passions... The reason that you feel so called to that passion, whether it's cooking, whether it's the martial arts and fitness, whether it's music, whether it's art, whether it's hiking and camping, whether it's yoga, they're all calling you. Your calling is trying to tell you a message. That's why you're called to do it. I feel like this is calling me. Yes, it is. It's not calling you for the thing itself. It's not calling you just to practice martial arts. It's not calling you just to be a chef, to express yourself in art. I'm trying to show you something. I'm trying to teach you something. And for me, the martial arts said, yeah, you got hit. Get back up. Yeah, you got hit. Yeah, that really hurts. You're bleeding. You're cut. You got hit hard. Get back up. 
And it's funny because any martial artist who spent a lot of time in the side of the martial arts, you know what I mean by this. Eventually, you just get hit enough times where you just start to be able to see the punch coming. And not only just see the punch coming because it's being telegraphed to you, but be also be, it comes in like slow motion. The punch almost comes in like a slower motion. It's almost like a matrix thing. It's really weird. So that way I could see it coming and move out of the way. And isn't that pretty symbolic to life? Something telegraphs, something gives you warning signs, something gives you red flags to be able to say, nope, I shouldn't go there. Nope, I shouldn't talk with that person. I'm feeling the butterflies. I'm feeling anxiety. That's a red flag. That's a warning sign. That person said that one thing that I know is just not good. It's been not, it's not a good, uh, it's not a good pattern that I've seen in the past. That's a warning sign. I'm telegraphing it. Isn't it funny how things can talk to us through that? Like that level of symbolism? Ain't that funny? Martial arts not only just spoke to me in that way, but it allowed me to connect with myself. There's a very spiritual side of that. Aside from becoming resilient physically, being able to take a punch and bounce back beyond that, what has that allowed me to do? It's allowed me to connect with myself. It's allowed, me to, it's allowed me to see where everything comes from. When you are stripped away from the one thing that, tr that called you, and now I'm going to leave you because now I want you to reflect why I came into your life in the first place. Why was I a passion in the first place? Why was I a calling in the first place? I was trying to get you to see that the passion is not outside of you but that you are the one who is the passionate being. Nothing, no answer is outside of you. No passion. Yes, it is a very real thing to be able to have something that you connect with. But isn't the whole reason to have that so that it can speak to you? To become more resilient. To not just have this armor because it's painted as such this strong word, but resilience is a word of light. It's a word of faith. It's a word of, well, I'm getting beat up. Well, I am encapsulated in this darkness where I don't know where to go next. It is something that can allow me to press forward. Allow me to go forward to find the answers. And while I've been crafting this word resilience and what it means to me, I found that to be a real resilient person, to bounce back much faster and to stay in purpose in life takes a strong knowing who you are and your identity. And your identity is more than the passion. It's something that you have inside of you and things that you have inside of you. It takes passion it takes being a passionate being to become resilience. And to be resilient, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't mean just to bounce back. But eventually you just take so many hits. Eventually you just get hit so many times. And you start to see everything come in slow motion that you realize you don't even need to fight at all. I never have to fight in the first place. I can release can surrender to something and I'm not saying to just throw up the white flag and back down from a fight that's not what I'm saying real life makes you have to fight for something but it also on the other side of the coin makes you realize that why am I even fighting at all 
And that's such a beautiful thing that I felt that martial arts has taught me and many other people who practice. But to connect more with yourself, just like how I just described, I believe there are three words to become a more resilient person, to connect more with yourself and to love yourself more. I believe there are three words that make up the word resilience under the umbrella. And if you're looking at whether you are on Spotify, whatever podcast platform, whether you are on this YouTube, right? Whether you are watching this on video, the triangle that you see, the color, I'm holding it up, the blue, this is, this is the triangle of resilience. And yes, I have this trademarked. This is mine. I believe that the blue stands for passion. The excellence is the gold. The gold stands for excellence. And the red stands for discipline. To be a passion, it's not just about finding passion. It's about being a passionate person. I'm sure every single one of you can think of one person, at least one person that you know or follow in your life, that you don't follow them just for the content. You don't follow them just because they're, they're great at what they do. You're follow, you follow them for them. It's about what they do. They bring the passion everywhere they go with them. It doesn't matter what they're doing. I can be in a big job, a small job. I can be in a big platform or a small platform. The most passionate people, it doesn't have to just be on fire. That's not what I'm saying. Something that sets you on fire and you have to be this animated personality. This passion is what allows you to connect with your more authentic self. As a matter of fact, passion, where you are, even if you're starting small, even if you're down here, you being a passionate person, whether you're right here, when you get put on a bigger platform, it's just showing you what you'll look like on a bigger platform. Where you are here, you're going to be up there. It's the same thing. You're just going to be elevated. You're the same exact person. So it's not that I just become this later on. I am passionate now. I am connected now with whatever I do. If I can't find the passion in my life, I am going to be the passionate person. And that's so real because a lot of us are in situations where we might feel like we're stuck. We might not be so connected with what we do. It could be a job. It could be a role in life. It could be the cards that were dealt. I understand there's a lot of hard, a lot cards that are harder dealt than I've had in my life. And like I said before, there's no patent on pain. But if you can't find the passion in what you do, or if you can't find a passion that you feel connected and drawn to, feeling like it's being called to, because it takes a lot of trial and error with that too. You have to go out and try things. That's a practical piece of advice. But if you can't and you're struggling, and I know all that I can do right now while I'm finding that is I'm going to bring the passion with me. I am going to be the passionate person. It can't be found in another person outside of your own relationship with your own self. It can't be found in another person, another relationship. It can't be validated in another friendship. It can't be, it can't be a codependent thing from another a boss to tell you, hey, you got this promotion, great job. Of course, it takes that there's a wonderful thing to have where we have that encouragement and a part of our overall greater purpose is to share that love with each other. But I'm going to self-regulate. I'm going to not just become independent and just go on the complete other side of it. 
If God is found inside of me, the answers are found inside of me, he's found in you too. And he is found outside everywhere. But it starts with you. You're the only person that you have at the end of the day. After all of it, what if all of the things that you love that we should be grateful for are stripped from you? What do you have? You have yourself. And therefore, I need to look for God within, also within. Being resilient means to bring passion with you, servitude and purpose with you everywhere to everyone you go. Excellence is about having more of an internal drive. It's not about being perfect. It's not about this, the, the things that, that being a perfectionist or trying to have this picture-perfect thing in your life. You, it doesn't come with the shame, the guilt, the self-judgment because that is the one thing in life that I feel holds us back the most from going to try and explore passions, try and opening up because even for me to do this right now took a lot of guts. It took a lot of digging out. For me to just be able to sit here right now to do this podcast, because I've had a, I have a lot of dreams, I have a lot of personal goals, and I have a lot of things I want to accomplish in my life with amazing people around me. But it's taken a lot for me to just sit here right now to try to just get over this idea of perfection, get over the idea of self-judging, and to start doing. Excellence is the matter of doing and seeing the beauty in life. Excellence is about, is about the execution of going beyond self-judgment, looking for the things of its beauty and holding myself still to a very high standard, becoming a higher quality version of myself, the ongoing process of becoming excellent at something, whether, whether it's a role in my life, whether it's just becoming me and my own personal goals, whether it's, and if I don't even have all of that, I'm just going to do as best as I can with what I have in front of me, with what I have surrounding me, the environment that I'm in, everything that I'm bringing with me right now, I'm going to give it my best. And like I said, in the dark depths of the life, if you're encapsulated by darkness, that takes faith. And that takes resilience. It takes ongoing pressure that no matter, I might not have the answers I want right now in my life. But to love myself and to give myself, to connect with myself, with what I have in front of me, I'm going to become the best I can ongoing improving. I'm going to become excellent at what I do and discipline to become resilient. I can become a passionate person. I can become excellent at what I do, but without discipline, there can't be any progress in any of this. Discipline is your best friend. Discipline is what's going to give you freedom whether your goal is to become and your wants and desires is to become more financially free, you need discipline. To become a, more of a healthier, a mental, healthier person of myself, connect more of myself to love myself because you can't, you won't know what mental health is until it's right in front of you and you're presented with the opportunity to grow in that capacity. It takes discipline to further that, to go further into that path. It takes discipline to look forward and to, and to look outside, to look not only within, but to know that the answers are also around you 
elsewhere, that the answers are within me. Answers are everywhere because if God is in me, he's in you. Remember, he's everywhere. If God is in me, he's in you. But I have to start with looking inside of myself because once again, what if you're stripped away? I'm going to keep that on repeat. I'm going to be a broken record for that. To have discipline in my life is what's going to set me free because that is what's going to help me dig for the answers. It all starts within you. Like I said, answers, aren't are they, answers are not found outside of yourself. They are found within. There is a gold mine within each of us. That is the light. And we get distracted by too many things around us. God is found within you. That energy, that source, the purpose, purpose is found inside of you. And let me, let me explain it like this. You ever hear the expression, going to chase greatness? Isn't that what did we just talk about? Being codependent means I have to go and chase something outside of myself. Didn't we just learn to not be codependent? There is nothing outside of you. That everything within here, it's allowing others to help. Of course, I am acknowledging that. But the, if the answers are found within, why am I going to be codependent on someone else to help me get that answer? Why am I going to do that? The answers are found in me. Why am I looking anywhere else? It takes guts to do that. It takes digging to do that. It takes dirty work to get there. There are days where it's going to get ugly. Not every day is going to be motivational. Not every day is going to be up top. Not every day is also going to be dark. Remember that. It takes Digging to get there. The gold mine is within me. When I was doing contracting with my dad, the worst thing that I hated to do was going outside and digging for a project. There is nothing worse on a really hot and humid day where all you have to do, if you're digging for a pool, a patio, anything, it's landscaping. Digging is the worst. Anybody who's done that knows what I'm talking about. Why? Because sometimes the ground is really hard. Sometimes the ground might be really soft, but there's rocks in the way. And isn't that so symbolic to life where there's things that are in your way to dig for the gold mine that's with inside of you? Those rocks are so representative of life because some rocks are smaller and some rocks are bigger. And the bigger the rock, the harder it is to dig out. The harder it is you have to work. Yes, you can work smarter, but my God, do you get dirty in there. When you're down in that hole looking to just dig out of those rocks, you grab your shovel and you start digging. And your metaphorical shovel is the word why. Why am I doing this? That's my drive. Why am I digging for this? Because I know that gold mine is down there. I know I'm going to find a piece of gold down there. This rock is such a pain in my ass, but I am going to work around this. I am going to be disciplined to work around this. I am going to work hard. I am going to work smart. I am going to work excellently. I'm going to give my best effort. And even though I hate what I am doing right now, hate is just a mask word for fear. I fear of the tiredness of, I fear the idea of what if I can't dig this rock out? What if this is just going to make me tired? Fear is the mast, the hate is the mast word for fear. You don't hate anything. You fear something. I hate taking tests. You just fear not doing well and passing. I hate the fact that that person is bullying me. No, you fear that you won't be able to stand up to them. You won't be able to find your words to stand up for them. I hate that my family members, so many of you, probably some of the closest people that you are, 
It's the way that the people closest to you don't treat you so well. I hate that I might not be able to get away from them. I'm very fortunate that if anybody has been in my life to get my back, it's been my family. Yes, I've had some great friends along the way to do the same thing, but if anybody's been there for me to support my family, and I'm, I thank God for them so much. But it takes a passion. I have to bring my passion with me to dig around those really hard blocks. But guess what? After you move that block, that takes the digging, the processing, everything it takes to get out of that rock right out of the hole that you're digging to find that gold mine within you. And that rock could be a person. It could be a boss. It could be a significant other. It could be that that toxic person that's in your life that's just, maybe they don't know what they're doing, but they're toxic for your path. I got them out of my way. And the processing of the emotions and, and, the, and, the, and the hardships, that everything that's come with that, I finally got it out of my way. And once you've been able to take a breath, back to digging. Back to digging, and you don't even know what's down there. Maybe the gold mine's down there, maybe it's not. I don't know, but guess what? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And all it takes, after all that digging, you find that one little gold nugget that just gave you that little tiny glimmer of hope because you are just covered in dirt. You are covered. You might've gotten cut while you're digging. It is hot. It's humid. It's a hundred degrees. It's humid. You've barely ate. You've barely had any water, but that little tiny piece of gold is what's kept you together. That little tiny gold that you just found that you look at and you treasure Miracles are not often found outside of you, but found within you. An inner miracle of a perspective change. An emotional release, maybe that you've been trying to get, just, just to get over and to just finally surrender it. That little tiny gold nuggets, those miracles that show up in your life. That break that you've wanted, small or big. Maybe if you're having such a hard day, that little gold nugget is that person that passed by you in the coffee shop that said, hey, I like your shoes. Hey, man, good to see you again. Fist bump, somebody at the gym. Somebody online that said, hey, nice job. That little tiny gold nugget or something that you've discovered about yourself you're going to put in your pocket and you're going to treasure that and you're going to keep it with you. And isn't it funny how such a large obstacle as such a big rock and such a little tiny gold nugget, that little tiny gold nugget is so much more valuable than that big obstacle that was in your way, that rock that was in your way. And then you keep digging because I know if I found that one gold piece, I know I can find more. And it takes a lot of resilience to be able to f dig for those gold. And when you find that gold mine, that is the moment that you'll realize that everything that you've been looking for is not outside of yourself, but everything has been within you this entire time. Don't go chasing greatness. Dig for greatness. You will find God. You will find the parts of yourself that connect you with your purpose. 
when you go deep inside of yourself to look for the answers, to be able to reach and express your potential, to be able to heal from the things that you want to heal from. Everybody tosses this word or healing around just so that they can just get away from it when this healing is trying to bring you closer to the answer. Without that reflection, your healing is not doing its job because what did we say before? Lessons will keep popping up until they are learned. They will just come in other forms, in another person. You'll see, no wonder the same theme just, the theme just keeps popping up in the same way over and over again. Why am I keep being codependent on this, that, the other thing? Because my lesson isn't learned yet. To become a resilient person. To bring my passion with me. To be excellent in everything that I do and to be and to as an ongoing improving and to be disciplined enough to search for the light and to become better. That is what makes up makes up resilience. And all of that is for so that you can be able to discover the gold mine is within you this entire time. You just had to dig it out of you. And I think that's where I'm going to end it for today. This next three episodes, we're going to dive head deep into each of those facets. Passion. Excellence. Discipline. We're going to dive into each one of those to learn how you can become a more resilient person. What makes up each facet so that I can connect more with myself. Love myself more. Give myself the fair opportunity to get what I desire in my life while I'm serving others and helping them discover the gold mine and the greatness that's within them. We need to dig for the greatness that is within us. I am so excited to share with you these next three episodes. We are going to get so deep and we are going to have so much fun. And I want you to please, please join in conversation with me. Join in conversation, partake in this because this is how we're all going to grow. This is how we are all going to love ourselves more and love each other so that we're capable of loving each other. Everything starts within us. If you've taken any part of your day to just listen to this and spend time with me, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. It means more to me than you understand that you took your time to gain perspective, to share perspective, and to just spend time with me. As a final, as a final thing to say, 
and it's one of my favorite things that I've learned over the last year, is a story of the panda and the dragon. The dragon goes to the panda. What's more important, the journey or the destination? And the panda goes, neither. It's the company. This has more to do with our purpose than I think we all realize. And we're going to get into that much deeper next time. Thank you for coming to the the first Foodie for Thought podcast episode. Resilience and the Dig for Greatness. My name is Kung Foodie. And I can't wait to see you next time. It's been real.